Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. WTLC-AM, W236-CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Monday, September the 25th. On the show today, Martindale Brightwood is back with us. We'll hear what's going on in that community. That'll be coming up in our second hour. Right now, we're going to open the lines. 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. A couple of things uh, to talk about while the lines are opening that um, I'll share. I'm sure you already know. Uh, The Indianapolis Colts from We'll go backwards. Um, Most recent Indianapolis Colts uh, got a big upset win yesterday on the road. They were not expected to win. They really weren't expected to to show up as far as the scoreboard is concerned. That didn't happen. Quite the opposite. If you didn't see it, you missed a good one. Colts win it by a field goal in overtime against the Ravens in Baltimore. Uh, They were without rookie star quarterback Anthony Richardson, as you know. If you follow football and you're a Colts fan, and he suffered a, a concussion last week. Um, but the backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew, uh, got the job done as well as their um, outstanding defense. And I mean, the defense was really, uh, you know, it was really good. Stellar, they held. Um, so the Colts are now two. Oh, well, yes, but they, they held. They did well. They did well. Uh, Colts are now two and one heading into a week four against the Rams here at home. Lucas Oil on this coming Sunday, October 1st. Um, kickoff is at one o'clock. So, hey, um, you know what? It, it's so odd. The the expectations um, uh, for that team were, you know, were not quite high at all. Um, I think our sports guys said maybe they might win five games. Um and, you know, there were others. who and, and, again, it's still early. We're only three games in week four coming up. But I kind of like what I see. I keep saying that. I, I, I like the de- defense. Um, and, and the offense seems to be, uh, you know, very capable, uh, be it with the, the starter, Clint, uh, Clint. Good grief. I knew I was going to say that one of these days. Be it with the starter, uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, or the, the backup, uh, Gardner Minshew. So, anyway, congratulations uh, to the Colts, 2-1. Uh, and one. On the season right now. A winning season right now. Right now. We got a winning season. How long have we been able to say that uh, with the Colts? Um, Speaking of football, we are fresh off of a Circle City Classic weekend. Uh, The football game itself was a bit lopsided uh, with North Carolina Central dominating Mississippi Valley State. Final score, 45-3. to But... It was still entertaining, a lot of good fun, a lot of, you know, a lot of folks down there. Um, There was the parade, the bands, the crowds, the parties, uh, the special events, the classics. So how was your uh, classic experience this weekend? And when I say classic experience, did you even go? 
Why did you go? Why didn't you go? 317-239-1310. Was there a time when you used to go and you decided to sit it out this time? Or there was a time when you used to go and you don't go anymore? Or maybe this was your first time going. So um, whatever the case, curious to hear uh, your thoughts about uh, this weekend's Circle City Classic. Get some feedback uh, from some of you out there uh, who, you know, may have gone, may not have gone. I... um, I did some of it in part. I, I wasn't able to squeeze everything in uh, to that. My weekends have got to get a little bit lighter. <laughs> it's just hard to get everything in. Uh, but we, we did do the parade, and that was really nice. The, the weather could not have been more perfect for a parade. It was just absolutely beautiful. Uh, we were all, um, you know, all on the uh, the Colts uh, uh, promotional uh, fire truck. That thing is amazing. Um, it has been converted into a virtual party truck. It was an old fire truck that they painted blue, put the Colts logo on it, uh, and uh, has been converted to a party truck. There's a, a, a television set that's, that's kind of disguised. There's a, a bar for tailgates. There, there's just so much stuff in there. And then the bed, in the bed were all of our, you know, so many of our DJs, not all of them because we couldn't get them all in there, but, uh, you know, B. Swift, Jerry Wade, uh, Karen Vaughn, of course, um, uh, JC, I'm, I don't want to miss anybody, uh, Todd. Uh, sounds like, you know, uh, Todd, Todd, Todd. Um, and uh, then, you know, on the truck, uh, me, Cameron, uh, Cameron Riddle, um, there were some other folks, some of our uh, other, you know, Brandon uh, from Hot. Uh, our production team rode along beside us on the bike. I don't want, see, when I start naming names, I forget somebody. Uh, but anyway, it was just it was just a really nice time. Cameron, he, you know what, he's, he's a young guy, so I'm going to give it to him. He worked up a sweat dancing in the, you know, he was on that truck working it out. I looked over and I saw Cameron sweating. He said, hey, this is my workout. So he was, you know, I just kind of, I just kind of casually bobbed along, but my, my, my boy Cameron was working it out. So <laughs> good for you, Cameron. Music was great. People were great. Um, you know, folks just had had a really good time. Uh, but I, I would be curious to hear how you know what was your what was your impression of classic this weekend, and, and we'll move on. But you know, just kind of always like to hear a little bit from the uh, from the folks who are out there what they thought of it. Uh, did they have a good time? You know, so on and so forth. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Then we're going to get to a number of other things, but we're going to talk classic. Uh, let's see, lifestyles. Go ahead. How are you? Tina, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Now, I unfortunately did not. Um, I didn't attend anything uh, that had anything to do with the classic. I'm mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, I'm kind of. Uh, I'm stuck in a uh, not a rut, but I'm stuck in mm-hmm. a tradition mm-hmm. um, that I've had the last thirty years. Mm-hmm. So the lifestyle Corvette is in the body shop, getting that rear stuff done. That. I had, you know, I got done with the Chuck, the pothole stuff. So mm-hmm, I, you know what? I didn't want to deal with because I didn't get to ride in the lifestyles Corvette. So I, I just didn't want to do anything, unfortunately. But um, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about, yeah, I, I know I'm funny like that, but um, I wanted to talk about the shootings. I wanted to talk about the so-called uh, street takeover. Yeah, I was going um, to get to that. Like, just to... I don't like that. Um, you what do you know, mean you don't like it or you don't like the, the name, what they're calling them? I don't like the name because I'm just going to give you just something quick on that. If Okay, let me see how I can say this. African-American people have a different way of hanging out uh, when it comes to age groups um, on weekends and the things that we consider fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say this. If you could leave the guns and the violence that uh, 
that happens sometimes when we do these meets, and I'll say meets because there's nothing else for certain age group of African-American people to do. Yeah. So what they consider fun on a weekend when it's still decent outside is to look at cars, drive their nice car up and down the street if that's what they want to do, burning gas, whatever. Well, uh, see, the problem is, up. but the problem lifestyle no, is the reckless no, no, nature. About- yeah, the reckless nature in which this is no, being carried out. No, that's what I was going to I'm, I'm getting to that. I, okay. I, I think I heard something about... Um, an ambulance trying to get through that wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, uh, I get that. And then also, um, I guess if it's so many cars that are just packed up like that, um, you know, you can't, I don't know. What, what, we don't have anything. This is a, it's mm-hmm. starting to feel like, uh, Indianapolis is starting to feel like, um, in some instances, uh, it's starting to feel like a rural community. When I say that, I mean, um, when I talk to people that I pick up in rural areas, they don't have anything to do but hang out at Walmart parking lot. I'm saying young people. So I'm just – there's nothing for, for people – I'm trying to – I know what you're – I'm going to let you say it, but I'm just saying it's nothing for anybody to do. I mean, What do you mean? What, you know what? Yeah, I, mean, no, no, I want to no, get no. back there's to that. for people to do, but – What do you mean nothing to do? I want I want I mean, somebody to explain things. that to me. I don't have nothing to do, so I'm gonna go out and okay, drive. Let's, a, go a, a, let's go. There is something to do. If you want to go to dinner, bowling, yes, you're absolutely right. No, and I'm and, and you know look, comes, let's not go to extremes. But I, I want I really want to know what people mean when they say there's nothing to do. Okay, let me not say that. Let me say this: people like to hang out. And just look at nice cars or flash their cars. There's nothing wrong with that. People have been doing that for years, decades, generations. You're right. But now more people maybe are meeting more. I don't know. Is is it a problem? Yeah, okay. Or is it when the violent stuff happens? I don't want violence to happen. I'm saying... Be able to hang out without the violent stuff. That's you know, and that seems to be too tall of an order for a certain. It it just seems seems to be too. Right. It seems to be too much to ask because I remember and and, our community doing it. Yeah, it seems to be too much to ask folks to have a good time and hang out. I mean, they just had a street party in my. We used to have street parties and block parties where I grew up. Years. I mean, we would have. They'd have them on New Year's Eve. They'd have them all the time. Uh, you know, and they'd have I a reunion, and that. nobody got to acting crazy. Nobody had to drive a car 100 miles an hour through the. Nobody had to burn and that, rubber and scree and, and yes, have people and hanging that, out of windows. Yeah. Nobody had to do all that. All this stuff is a. You know, and I know it. It's Tina. Some things people don't understand once they get a certain age, and I and I, yeah. I, I I understand it. Yet I don't understand it. I mean, I'm 51. I I don't. Okay. I, I get it. They're seeing people on TV doing burnouts, and these aren't professional drivers. They're hitting people on accident. Mm-hmm. All sorts of things can happen. You're, I agree. I, I'm there, not, there's I just a completely different tone that. and tenor to the spirit of what those are. And we're going to get back to that uh, because I've got that okay, coming okay. up. We're, we're going to get back to that discussion a, a, a little bit later. But right now, I just want to get a little bit of classic feedback, and then we're going to move on. So uh, I want to hear some positive feedback, definitely. So well, I mean, I, I'm not going to dictate the feedback. I, I don't want to dictate the feedback, but I just want to hear yeah. what folks have to say about classic. So, um, all right, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. Right now, just taking a few minutes to, you know, kind of recap uh, this year's Circle City Classic. Like I was saying, the weather couldn't have been better. Football game uh, wasn't as as close as the Colts game was yesterday. Uh, No overtime or anything like that. But it was a football game, and people were complaining uh, when it was just the bands that we need football back. So football was back, and so it goes. Um, 
if you went, if you didn't go, you know, if you went, you know, tell me what it was. If you didn't go, well, why didn't you go? Are you used to or I don't know. I don't know. Circle City Classic is is a, is a little bit different. And uh, the, I, I will say one thing I did notice um, along the parade route was that uh, from the last year's parade, I was not in. I was out of town. I couldn't participate this year. Uh, there were a, there were more people. I don't know, better weather. Uh, it just seemed like there were there were a few more people, and it looked uh, it looked good. Uh, you know, hopefully we can get it. Hopefully we can get it going. Um, you know, get the enthusiasm and the excitement uh, back post COVID and post a whole lot of other stuff. Anyway, uh, Councillor Oliver, go ahead. How are you? Oh, hi. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to get in mm-hmm. <laughs> on this mm-hmm. talk today about the. Uh, the festival this past yeah, we week. saw you down there by our truck. You were you were you were uh, doing the selfies and all the good stuff. So did you have a good time? Uh, did you have a good a time? Yeah. Uh, yes, it was a feeling. I experienced this feeling at the Million Man March. Oh, good. In Washington D.C., where mm-hmm. I was in the company of four or five guys. Uh, one was from New York. One from Dallas. One from Miami. The other from Atlanta, and we all were smiling and talking with one another, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, just felt good. You know what I mean? That uh, the image that uh, some had put out about some of us that I know uh, is pretty negative. So to, to for us to come together as we was, a uh, hundred thousand, couple hundred thousand people in Washington D.C. that and just smiling and talking, that feeling was repeated this past Saturday. I was in the parade, uh, mm-hmm. along with many others. Mm-hmm. I was in the parade, uh, specifically with LaDonna Freeman, our mm-hmm. wonderful Center Township trustee. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was walking, and on both sides of the streets, Pennsylvania and Meridian, people that I know, when I say no, mm-hmm. were five and ten deep on mm-hmm. both sides of the mm-hmm. street. Yeah, there were a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. People that did not know each other. But they knew each other's faces, and they were, we were greeting each other with a smile. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Mm-hmm. We, we did not remind ourselves about a soundbite that we've seen many times about something negative someone had did. Instead, we were all smiling and happy. Well, it was a smiling, happy time. Wasn't it, wasn't it Counselor? Happy I mean, it could not. See our children. Yeah. Our children see the kids playing, the having a good time. The yeah. high school levels. Yeah. In the parade. Smiling. Yeah, that was good. Professors we need that. From the yeah. universities, smiling. Teachers, parents, men. I think many men. Yeah. Their families, many men. Mm-hmm. And I noticed these things. I was just so happy to just be a part of it. It oh, was just a well, wonderful great. feeling. Yeah, it's a great there, feeling. There was yeah. nothing negative. It was all feeling good. It yeah. was just. It had a good feel to it. Feeling. Yeah, it did. Just, it was just a wonderful thing. And let, let me just take just a moment, please, if I can. Mm-hmm. about the negative image that psychologically goes into the brain. You keep seeing that every day on a sound bite. Even our children also, after a while, it becomes normal. Like, that's what's expected of me to act what I see, this negative image. You know, we keep using that, or some use that. But Saturday, there was no negative image of persons that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And there were thousands down there. So the ball was raised. If you go, you know what I mean? The ball was raised. Those that have uh, antisocial behavior, one or two to have that, uh, they were not, if they came, they acted the way the rest of us acted mm-hmm. because the bar was raised. When you lower the bar to say what people are done, what they mentioned the race, uh, what they're doing, we shouldn't do that, 
uh, we're killing each other, all that. No, 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 no. The bar, we raise the bar and turn our backs on those that are antisocial, that don't want to act the way that, in other words, when I come to your house, I take my hat off because that's the way I'm expected to act. And I think if we translate that and our everyday lives, that we do not accept antisocial behavior. We do not accept that. If you exhibit that, use a bad language in front of adults, in front of anyone, uh, it's, it's frowned upon. Mm-hmm. And we got to start doing that. But I'm so proud of everyone. That I'm so proud of all the universities and colleges and high schools that were there with smiling faces, moms, fathers on the sidelines. It was just a wonderful parade. I talked to the president of, of uh, I'm sorry, of the classic, and she, she would just... Uh, Excited, just everyone. Just yeah, Alice, Alice happy. Watson, Alice. Uh-huh. Okay. I want well, to share that with our listeners. That it, all right. We, this is the way that we are. Now, the news media want to put somebody, one person out of 30,000 that has antisocial behavior. That that person, and we frown on that person. We don't adopt mm-hmm. that person's behavior. Instead, those smiling faces, down their Saturday, were just so great. I haven't seen that many in a bigger crowd uh, like since this uh, Million Man March, and I'm just so happy to have been a part of that. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you very much, Counselor. I appreciate it. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I just listened to the rest of the calls. I'm anxious to hear okay. uh, those comments. Indeed. Um, let's go back to the classic. Uh, yeah, we're going to stay with the classic for a moment, and then we're going to get to some other things. But um, uh, DJ Mama Mia, go ahead. How are you? Hello, this is DJ Mama Mia, the indie Mike Piper, your host is with the most of them great. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Huh, I'm doing well. I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I just celebrated a birthday yesterday. Well, happy so, birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Thank you. And uh, I was in the, pl- the classic parade. And uh, myself and my husband, Elder John, of First Free Will Baptist Church, and my son, Balthese, we was in the parade doing their thing. And I want to thank uh, LaDonna Freeman of the Center Township Trustees. LaDonna, LaDonna, LaDonna. She is definitely awesome. And um, we just had a good time, and the energy was so wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Only was the weather good, and it was Elmo, Elmo. Elmo showed out and took the show uh, at the Center Township Trustees uh, when they were in the parade. <laughs> and uh, all that, um, that was all a good experience for it us. It was nice, wasn't it? Very nice. It Very nice really weekend. It was. Everything, so, went, everything went the way it should and used to and, and does. I mean, you know, like I said, we had a couple of interruptions with COVID and, you know, whatever. But, it, you know, the, this weekend was something to smile about. So as far as I was yeah, concerned. Was. Yeah. yeah. It has shown me that people are still wanting to do the hula hoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The people still want to get together and have a nice time. Thank you so much, DJ Mama Mia. Thank we appreciate you all you do. We appreciate yeah, all you, you do. Platform, y'all. And thank you for the opportunity to be on here and get my voice heard because you already know what that is. WKTS, who knows this song? <laughs> okay, there you go. All righty, we'll be talking with you. Good luck. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, bye bye. Anonymous, go ahead. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Tina? I'm good. Thank you. Yes, I've never been to the classic, and I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, I don't know. It's high prep. It's for people who've been to college and mm. have degrees and no, 
it's not like I that. I mean, I just, I just feel like it's high prep, and it's, it's not for somebody who went to high school and got, went a year of college. It's for everybody. It's I not. You know what is? Here's the thing. I, I, I've never gotten a highbrow feel for the classic. What it is is a celebration, and it's a fundraiser for uh, African American students that want to attend uh, colleges and universities, and it's a celebration of the colleges and universities that are a part of our culture, which are the HBCUs, but it's an everyday and everybody, every person uh, type of event. Everyone is invited. This just happens to be uh, the focus, but it's not like we just, you know, only people that went to college and whatever. It's not exclusionary like that at all. Not at all. But, uh, so why why do you feel like it is? I just, I always have. That's why I don't even, I don't attend. That's why. Uh. I mean, I went a year of college and we had racial problems. Um, the, the, um, the campus police station burned across on the campus police station. And so Mm -hmm. I came home from, from, uh, school. My mother told, I'm not going to say the school, but my mother told, it wasn't a black university or anything, Mm -hmm. but my mother said, transfer your credits and go to IUPUI. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I didn't want to be scared off campus being young and 19 and young. I said, well, if I can't go to this school, I'm not going anywhere. So I just started working. Mm-hmm. And I just, when I think about it in retrospect, the people who did want me to go to college got, got what they wanted because I didn't get my degree. So, I mean, I just don't feel, I feel like a failure. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry you feel that way. Um but I, I really am. I'm really sorry. But you're not a failure. And, um, you know, there was an old saying I used to hear all the time. No one can make you feel like you're a failure unless you give them permission to. Um, That's true. Yeah. Don't, you know, so nobody can make you feel anyway unless you give permission for that feeling. So um, just, I mean, you're not a failure. You you know, life takes turns. There's never a straight line. If people think about it, really think about it, very seldom, if ever, there's a straight line to anything. But the key is to keep after it and to keep going and to keep your head up as, as best you can. But don't, don't let the, and, and the classic, again, uh, I was fortunate enough, one of these people is fortunate enough, and, and thank goodness, I thank God that I was able to meet him and get to know him before he uh, he went on to glory. And that was uh, to hear uh, the Reverend Charles Williams articulate his vision for Circle City Classic. And that was because we're in the Midwest and because we are so far removed from the tradition that is the black uh, college, you know, the HBCU, historically black colleges and universities, the pageantry, the band, um, the, the camaraderie, all of those things. He wanted us to be exposed to that so that we could see it and enjoy it, too. So that some of our kids who had never been exposed to anything like that, where a lot of the kids in in the South and in areas where there are, you know, a, a, a lot of HBCUs, he wanted to bring that here. And to celebrate that tradition here, uh, as well as it's celebrated in other places. And that was it. That's for everybody. That's for everybody to enjoy a part of our culture that is that is rich and enjoyable and a whole lot of fun. That's what the, the essence of uh, what Charles Williams articulated to me about Circle City Classic. And that's what it's become. And uh, the money raised, the sponsorships and things of that nature, that's to help the kids that want to go to school. Um, and, you know, be that as it may, you know, some, you know, the, the, even the pageant. Uh, Miss Circle City Classic, that's a scholarship 
uh, fundraiser. So it's it's not ex- it's not exclusionary, not in any way, shape, or form. It's for everybody to just get together and have a party. You know, have a nice party, and and at the center of that party uh, happens to be the celebration of us in this regard. We have a lot to celebrate, including our HBCUs and our HBCU football tradition. So, kind of uh, kind of what Reverend Williams shared with me, and I lo- I loved what he said, and hopefully I repeated it correctly. But yeah. It wasn't to exclude anybody. He wanted everybody to enjoy it, and everybody does. Most people. Okay, well, maybe I'll try it next year. We'll see, but yeah. I don't know. Okay, I, well, I don't, think about it. I, think I, about uh, it. But you're not a failure. Don't 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 go around thinking that. Nobody. Don't don't let anybody make you think you're a failure because you're not. Uh, the fact okay, that you called the show tells me you're not a failure. So, um, thank you for your, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, GT, go ahead. Classic weekend. Uh, good afternoon. I was there at the Circle City Classic mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, and mm-hmm. um, the parade and everything was very nice, very good. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. I went there last year and went there the year before. Only thing, only thing that I have um, mm-hmm. that might needs to um, change is the last time they had a football game. I think it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the same issue then happened this Saturday, where I think Tony Lamont was the was the the host mm-hmm. for this one. So I think they need to have a sports announcer because whenever they're when it, when the game was on the plane, uh, they didn't have an announcer say uh uh Tony ran for three yards or whatever. They didn't have an announcer talking about, you know, the game, the commentating the game. And also they they had downtime where there was timeouts where there were time, mm-hmm. maybe thirty percent of the time where there was nothing going on, nothing said, no commercial, yeah, just, yeah. just silent. Yeah. But I think they need to implement mm-hmm. or okay, hire someone to, to be an announcer beside the, uh, the WTLC person who's who's right there. Okay, that's 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 fair. All righty, thank you, GT. Appreciate it. Um, Joe, go ahead. How are you? Uh, good afternoon, Tina. How are you? I'm well. Good afternoon. Hey, listen, I haven't been to the Classic in many years, but mm-hmm. I know that when it first started, we went to the first, I think, five or six games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It, it, it was a, a party at the Hoosier Dome. I mean, you mm-hmm. ran into your friends. Mm-hmm, kind of like a family and, reunion, yeah. And we were, we were also at the game where Mississippi Valley uh, and Jerry Rice played, I think, Grambling. And it was an excellent game. That was the uh, very first class. A Hall of Famer and, and their quarterback from Mississippi Valley was uh, uh, outstanding, and so was Grambling's. Not to uh, mention team. being able to see the great Eddie Robinson on exactly. the sidelines and to hear from exactly. him from Grambling right. because he is a coaching legend as well, uh, and he was here. I mean, there were just it was the star power was unbelievable and, that very first and, game. And, and you know. A lot of people in a lot of cities, including Chicago and various other people, wrote about the Circle City Classic mm-hmm. and how well it was put on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it wasn't something that that was out of the night. It was well thought out, and they did an outstanding mm-hmm. job. What turned me against going to the to classics uh, years later were, and I hate to say this, some of the young people and how disrespectful they were um, uh, to the to the uh, Hoosier Dome at the time because you go outside and you know where you can walk around to the 
the stands and whatever else. People out there smoking, you could smell pot, uh, and and it got to the point to where I told my wife and my sister, uh, you know, you can't even move around. If something happened, uh, you couldn't even get in and out of the place. So, uh, and then what really turned me off, I had on a very expensive sweater, and I was sitting right on the aisle where you come down the steps. And these kids ran down with, with uh, packets of mustard, dropping them on the steps, and another kid ran behind them stomping on them. And I looked up, and mustard was all over us. And we, we decided that, you know, hey, you know, we, we didn't really enjoy the game. The game was great, whoever was playing. But, hey, that, that's it for us. Let the young people have it, and we're going to move on and just watch it on TV. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, there's there's that. And I'm sorry that that happened to you and your one wife. Other, I mean, one other thing, Tina, a couple mm-hmm. things I want to say real quick. The young lady that just called, mm-hmm. believe in yourself. You are not a failure. Yeah, that's what I told you did her. Not go to college. There are a lot of people who have not gone to college that are not failures. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of them are more successful as people who went to college. They make uh, more yeah, money. Yeah. They have better jobs. You you are not a failure. College is and not a gauge of whether no, or not you're successful. No, you're right. And bit, if uh, you go down there. There's no mention about, hey, did you go to this school or are you in this mm-hmm. fraternity or sorority? No, not it's at all. It's not about that at all. It's family. It is. It's you family. It's neighbors. It's friends. It's just everybody it's, connecting. It's, yeah. It's what uh, uh, Duke Oliver explained. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He's having a good time. Exactly. And there's no mention of did you go to college mm-hmm. or do you have a degree or whatever else. It's no mention of that. Mm. And you are not a failure Mm-mm. because, hey, uh, the, the bottom line is that, you know, if you're still here, you're not in, in prison and you haven't done anything wrong, you're not a failure. You're working a job. Whatever you do, you're not a failure. Yeah. And one other thing, Tina, I want to say real quick. It upsets me when people say, uh, older people, I, well, uh, young people need things to do. There's nothing to do in Indianapolis. You want to bet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, t- I, I, I take a spit. You know, there, there's a there's some very distinct, very sharp differences that I'm going to draw between. I, I understand what he was saying, and there's nothing wrong because I understand because again, I grew up with street parties and neighborhood block parties and things in the small town that I was from, uh, because that's what the community always did. Uh, but we picked up after ourselves. Uh, we didn't, uh, you know, we didn't infringe upon anybody else's rights. We were not rude to other folk. We right. enjoy all, you know, it was all about enjoying us as a, ourselves as a community. There's a whole, whole, whole lot of differences. And I simply will not, I, I just can't entertain the, the, the generic phrase, well, well, young people have something. To, I, I can't entertain that because it just, and, and, it's, it's and just. And I'm going to tell you something else. Take it over the street to do the things that I saw that have been, yes, doing, yes. that they do down in Memphis. 
is not acceptable to me. Nope. It is not acceptable. It's not acceptable to anybody. Yeah. And neighbors should not feel threatened and that their lives are in danger or that, you know, a car is going to be barreling through their house at any point. No, it should not be like that. It should not. But anyway, we're going to get to that, Joe, right after the, you know, I got to, I'm going to, you know, run a a recap of that right after this, uh, right after this break. But, uh, but yeah, the, uh, there, there has to be, well, anyway, we'll, we'll, we're going to get to that. We're, but, yeah, thank you for your, your weighing in on that as well, Joe. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it. All right. Uh, last call on Classic Weekend, and then we're going to take a break and move on. Go ahead, uh, Anonymous. Go ahead. Hi. Yes, I was wanting to speak about the Classic mm-hmm. years. Me and my family, we have always took our daughters. Mm-hmm. They have enjoyed it. Um, they're doing good in school. One of my daughters, my middle daughter, uh, she actually, uh, last week I got an email from Spellman. To me, the classic is to encourage our children mm-hmm. that you can be anything that you want to be if you put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. Here's that message Another there thing. as well. Yeah, that, that's a message that is certainly there in uh, within the classic as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to work hard at it. Another thing, the young lady that says she's a failure, sweetheart, you're not a failure. You are somebody just like all of us. Everybody else, yeah. I am 53 years old. I just went back to school. Good for you. I'm proud of myself. All right. I'm back to school. There you go. It's not for college. It's for my high school diploma. There you go. Congratulations. Oh, so, I mean, we have to think of ourselves mm-hmm. as somebody because if we don't think the best of ourselves, nobody will. Nobody else will. Honey, you walk in that light. You know that you're somebody. Mm-hmm. You believe in yourself, and there's nothing that you cannot do. Thank you. All right. Well said. Thank you very much. And we're going to take a quick break right here and be back with more Community Connection. We're going to take a closer look at uh, these... Uh, Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. These street takeovers, we're going we're to dive into that a little bit. We'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here. Uh, we're we're going to... Um Take a little deeper dive into this uh, this topic that uh, a couple of our callers brought up right off the top. We were talking about Classic Weekend, and it sounded like a good one. It was a good one. Very nice, great weather, and, and uh, we're looking forward to next year. Uh, but this thing about these... Uh, 
these so-called street takeovers uh, and what have you. I'm, I'm sure you've heard about it if you haven't and you're you're listening uh, and hearing about it for the first time. It's when, you know, a group of people uh, block off access to certain areas of certain neighborhoods and streets, basically taking over the streets and, and clearing them so that they can have parties, uh, drive cars a lot of times in reckless manners and, and a whole lot more. Here, here's a summary of, of how that goes from uh, our friends at CBS4. It makes me feel like they're endangering the innocent public. New tonight, growing concern over illegal street racing takeovers. They involve racers illegally shutting down intersections and then driving recklessly. As CBS4's Hannah Fallman shows us, these takeovers are gaining the attention of more than just neighbors. The intersection here at 27 and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Street is just one of the recent problematic areas for illegal street takeovers in the city. And as residents speak out, IMPD is increasing patrols to prevent more of this from happening. They immediately think they're race car drivers. Ronald Jones lives and works in an area where there's been recent illegal street takeovers. And he says lately it's gotten out of hand. They'll pull up and they'll just hold up the traffic and do burnouts. And I think that's kind of dangerous. Else. If one of those cars gets loose, it's going to hurt somebody. And Jones is not the only one seeing the increase in illegal street takeovers. IMPD says it's happening all across the city. So what we're seeing is people are going to intersections, they're blocking traffic, they're taking over the intersection where other people who would normally be able to use that roadway can't use it. And they're engaged in dangerous activities with people hanging outside of vehicles, with people spinning in, in the intersection. Lieutenant Foley says IMPD is responding to more of these types of incidents than in years past. Police and citizens alike have seen enough. Part of the reason that we're taking more action is because we're hearing from the community. People are calling us and saying, you know, this they're tired of it. Some of the steps to crack down on street racing is to have more officers patrolling in problematic areas. You will see that starting as soon as this weekend. Our message to those taking part in it is what you're doing is illegal and you can expect IMPD as well as other law enforcement agencies to be taking action. Lieutenant Foley says officers will also be working on other new strategies, some of which cannot be discussed yet. But people like Jones agree anything involving a larger police presence will hopefully make a difference. I honestly think that if there was police presence, I mean just presence, because there has been some weekends that a police car will pull up and just sit here and it does not happen. But when they're not here, yes, it does. If you see any of this kind of activity, police are encouraging you to speak up. You can always leave an anonymous tip with Crime Stoppers at 317-262-TIPS. Reporting in Indianapolis. Yeah, and, and there's also been uh, reports that that package is somewhat dated, but there's also that story rather. Uh, there, there's also been reports that uh, um, the, these takeovers have prevented emergency vehicles from getting uh, to uh, the scene of emergencies. Uh, IMPD uh, has already arrested one man in connection to a series uh, of illegal street takeovers. Um, uh, 24-year-old Marquise or Marquis Gibbs uh, and others allegedly uh, obstructed traffic on West 27th and Dr. MLK. Uh, this happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he was also involved in surrounding an IMPD, allegedly surrounding an IMPD squad car and just a whole bunch of other things. So there, there's not 
anything, you know, uh, and, and again, as, as I, I, I told uh, Lifestyles, I was going to push back on that, and I am, because it's it's not teenagers hanging out, getting together, having a good time. Really, No, this is some pretty serious stuff that's taking place. You know, residents are concerned about their safety. They are concerned about their lives. And if that's what these gatherings amount to, then yes, they should be stopped. Simple as that. It has nothing to do with young people not having anything to do. There's a behavior problem uh, that appears uh, criminal in a, in a lot of these instances that needs to be stopped. But there's no reason why good taxpaying citizens in these neighborhoods have to fear for their lives when somebody decides that they want to just block off the streets. There's no reason people should be afraid if they live in a neighborhood where one of these takeovers is taking place that an ambulance can't get to a family member who might be suffering a heart attack where minutes count. There is no reason for that. There, there's no excuse for that. I just can't, I, I, I can't rationalize that this is something that, that, that young folks need to do, and this is part of our culture. Yeah, I can. I, I will go up to a certain point because, like I said, even in the very small town, in fact, they just had one. Uh, I wasn't able to go, uh, but they just had one a couple of weeks ago. Another, that, that was what we did, the street party, but it never descended into violence. It never descended into intimidation. It never descended into uh, just basically criminal behavior. There's a difference. Anyway. Uh, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310. IMP definitely needs to do something uh, about this because it's already seemingly uh, uh, out of hand. And I don't want, you know, people say, well, what about this neighborhood? And then they come over here to this neighborhood, to that neighborhood. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, Jeff. How are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you did, too. Did you go to class? I, I, oh no, I no, didn't make no. it. I wish I did, but mm. no, I did make it. Mm. So I had other obligations. So uh, yeah, but that, if I had a choice between my obligation going to the class, I would went to the class. But that's another story. There you go. Anyway, there you go. But anyway, but get back to what your point is, Tina. You're right. This is this. There's no justification or rationalization for this. This is just narcissistic behavior. Mm. It's all about me. Mm, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. What I want to do. If you, if you say anything to me, then you disrespect me. Well, mm. you know what? You know. Uh, then you can disrespect yeah. everybody else. Yeah, you know, if I want to, you know, buy car blanche, block a street off, so I can have some, uh, so I can have some teenage thrill at the expense of others. How is that? You know, no, no. There's no, no. There's no rationale, especially when you got. People who might need medical mm-hmm. medical attention, or people who are trying to, and the, not to mention uh, work. Yeah, and and, and uh, Cameron just texted me a few minutes ago. Not to mention the trash and the the area the left behind is, that right. is literally trashed. That the members of the community who want to keep their property values up and want uh, you know just yeah. want to they have to clean it up because these kids that have nothing to do. Decide that they want to go and just trash up somebody's neighborhood too. That's oh, yeah. not good. Sure. That's not good. Oh, yeah, and and they, some of them even had horses. They, they, one of my uh, Michelle upstairs was saying, "Did you see the video of the horses?" And I was looking through several different videos, and, and lo and behold, somebody was even riding a horse, uh, riding a couple of horses down on MLK in one of these. Uh, they, you know, they took their horses to the event. So you know, it's even. just a lack of respect. Yeah. It's. Uh, it's all about me, and you know the heck with you. And, and I, you know, I mean, you know, we did wild things when we were kids, but 
we never got to the point where it was at the expense of others, you know, I or know. I know. we, you know, we, we just kids having kids. Yeah, okay, all right. We went to the park. We, you know, did what teenagers did back in the nineteen seventies. Yeah, did we wreak havoc in the community? But it's just, no. it's just, I, you know, and we've got to stop making excuses for this. No, no, you know, you know, uh, you know, you know, we got to stop condoning bad behavior. Yeah, you know, that's just the bottom line. <sighs> you know, because bad behavior could turn out to be very lethal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I understand the history. I understand all of that stuff. But like you no, say, bad, no, right no. is right and wrong is wrong. That's wrong to disrespect other people's property. It's wrong to obstruct no, emergency no vehicles. Rationals. It's you wrong know, to do so. And if we don't say and get, you know, get our, 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 our young people, whoever's doing this on the right track, then what are we good for? What are we good exactly. for if we just uphold them? And even when they're wrong, we got to get we got to help them be right. To do the right thing, I mean, not necessarily, you know, just, I, I, I don't know. If, if we don't do it, the alternative may not be that good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the alternative is not very, it's not a very attractive uh, mm. uh, option, you know. So, mm. you know, like, I, I, I think I told you this once before, you know, I was talking to a couple of young guys, and, you know, and 19 years old, of course, when you're 19, you got it all figured out, you know. I mean, I was 19 once, but. We're giving a whole different breed of 19-year-olds these days. You know, we got 19-year-olds who listen to a song. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. But let me get to my point. We listen to a song, and they feel like, you know, yeah, I can break in somebody's house. Yeah, I can call your mother all kind of dirty names. Yeah, I can go to jail. And I'm, you know, going to jail is somehow glamorous. Well, I got news for you, 19-year-olds. Ain't nothing glamorous about jail, okay? So yeah. I don't care what you with Jay-Z and yeah. whoever these knuckleheads are that, you know, half of them, yeah. they won't yeah. they can't it. But, you know, you were going to do a program about the effects of hip, uh, not, I ain't going to say hip-hop. Yeah, I I have not been able to pull that one together because uh, uh, a couple of folks. But, yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good question and and an ongoing one. And actually, it's on a post-it note up there on my desk. It's just a matter of pulling the the right folks together. But uh, the the two people who were really good uh, that I was going to use simply aren't around anymore or aren't available to be around anymore. And so uh, and another one of them is uh, has been undergoing some treatment for. Uh, being sick, they were really, really good. So I'm going to keep looking for that, Jeff. That's a good, that's a good, good point, good question. And we're talking about uh, the the street takeovers. Uh, um, go ahead, Antoinette. Go ahead. How are you? Hi, I was calling. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Um, yeah, I was just calling about the the street takeover thing, and I I understand what Lifestyles is saying, but I don't. I think I understand there. It doesn't seem to be a lot to do, but it actually is. Um, I graduated in 1990 from high school, so during that time, I'm sure you remember, there was the Claver Center, the Tyndall Armory, and Mm -hmm. because of how we were, we were able to have these parties that even, like, WTLC would, they would make an announcement and we would all go, but it wasn't all the violence. Yeah, the destructive nature, the criminality, yeah, those are things. Right, so so look at this. If I had a lot of money and I say, hey, I want to have a social place for Mm -hmm. teenagers to go, I personally would be scared to do it. Because of how violent, I, I don't think people are being violent because they don't have anything to do. So then I'm not going to open something up. I mean, maybe like something where kids can go and have fun, like a lot of these, like the Y and stuff like that. But an actual club, mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I, I do an under 21 club because it's dangerous, unfortunately. 
times have changed and we, Mm -hmm. so now we have to change the way we do things. We can provide things for the youth to do, but I don't think it's going to be that type of club. My son, he's 30 years old. I had him when I graduated high school. So my son, who's now 30, he's 32. He doesn't even like to go and he's young. He doesn't want to go anywhere where it's a lot of people doing stuff like that because he doesn't want to get shot. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's sad that he's young and he, he's unmarried. He would like to be around people and socialize, but his social circles is usually family or they may even go to like, a, I guess they call it a hookah bar or something like that. Or Yeah, hookah out, bars, yeah, those, are, off, those are popular. But he won't go if yeah. someone's having a house party or something. He's not doing any of that. I, and yeah, I, I and I can see that. He didn't get to do what we did. I know. <laughs> you know? Because, of the yeah, and the, the culture, such as it is, it does not allow for... Uh, a comfort uh, that that comfort level, and again, I you know, lifestyles is cool. We love talking to lifestyles, and I'm like I'm like our last caller. Um, it, I I I see what you're saying up to a point, but I simply cannot. We have got to get past this. Uh, well, that's why this is why the the kids do what they you know. We got to get past that, and we got to put them on a better track. There was a I was I was in a um. I went to a, a convenience store uh, the other day, and I was in—I think I was buying some something, sodas, chips. I don't even know what I was buying, but we could not. The people and, and myself in line, the clerk—we could not. Com- I could not communicate with the clerk. We had to, you know, we had to yell because somebody had pulled up to the front of the store. And their music was booming so loud. It was vibrating some of the product in the store. And the clerk and I could not have reasonable conversation without raising our voices to be able to talk because somebody, one person, wanted that's what they wanted to do. And so it impacted the entire economy, if you will, of this particular business because we couldn't communicate or anything. But we can't say anything. We can't say anything because that's that person's right to blast it as loudly as they want. Don't you dare tell them or ask, can you please turn that down? Because guess what? You might be eating a bullet. So we have, you know, deal with it, right? That's what that's what somebody was telling me in the line behind me. I'm not I'm not. They just kept shaking their heads and everything. And I guess they had to wait until that. But that is that is one example of what someone had just said because of what one person wants to do or two people want to do. And to heck with how it makes everybody else feel or how it even impacts or affects anybody else. Uh, Sherry, go ahead. And to heck with how it makes everybody else feel or how it even impacts or affects anybody else. Sherry, are you there? Mm -hmm. Turn, can you turn that? Turn down. Turn, turn down your radio because you're getting. All right, I okay. turned it off, Tina. I'm sorry about no, that's that. Okay. That's okay. I was okay. listening to you. That's okay. <laughs> um, I just want to say this to our public officials: there is so many reasons why our children are acting that way. We have talked about this is the era of incorrectness, parents from the crackhead era of '90s. We have always go back to the 90s, just like the last caller said. Hey, we used to have the tender armory. We used yeah, to yeah. have the skating rinks. We used to have this thing. But not on that. I want to bring this up. For the 2,000 years, we have talked about the education our children are getting. And what do I mean? That means inside the home with parenting and inside the classrooms. 
Our children are displaying bad behaviors right now at three, four, five, and six. Who's going to grab a hold to teach them the correctness by the time they're 17, 18, and 19? To every parent who doesn't want to be a parent, it's okay that your kids do the wrong and you don't correct them. Mm-hmm. You are the problem to society. Mm-hmm. The good parents, I want you to wake up, take friends away from your kids, girls and boys, because they are not the correct people around our good children. But this is the thing, you guys, I want you all to wake up with. Society teaches our children that they have the upper hand to an adult, to an elder, to the rules of things. Mm-hmm. So the kids we dealing with is by the incorrectness of what they're being taught. So I need Tina age group, my age group in the 90s, let's wake up and do what we need to do for our community. So Tina, one thing you said was the right thing, right? I had to tell people, there's things that we know do work after a 30. I'm, she's class of 90. I'm class of 88. I come from an IPS prodigy. Not only taught me to get a associate's degree in high school, because I went to an educated school, that today's children, my son being a junior in the same school of alma mater, IPS student, he doesn't get the same thing in the metropolitan area. So that's what I'm asking my age group to do. Tina's age group, my age group, and the ones above Tina's age group. It's time for us to get back. Let's do what works. So one thing I want to say to the mayors and leaders, police officers, the charger mentality levels of the 21st century are cloudy. Yes, they're killing. They don't know the repercussion because ain't nobody talking to them. So let's do a thing. I'm asking the mayor, we got... Uh, what's that place out west uh, with the cars go fast? Uh, 500. We got the 500 speed, right? Um, Tina, you know what I'm talking about? And, yeah, uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Okay, so check this out. You know how many times the Indiana Speedway sits dormant? Let's take one of those days, Mayor and Governor, with the police department to supervise what the kids want to do. Their entertainment is music, which is the wrong kind of music that we've been fighting, Tina. Our grandparents fought Mm -hmm. music in Mm -hmm. the 80s about Mm -hmm. the noise that it would subliminally put in us. Mm -hmm. So they didn't listen to us. So maybe we'll get our leadership to understand, let's taper our music back again. And then, too, is let's find something that they like. So we realize they like speed. The 500 speed track... That's what it's for. Maybe we'll open a day up Mm. so they can do it constructively. I just gave that suggestion because I know between the police department, the governor, and the mayors, we could probably let that happen with um, the Speedway uh, help. It would be supervised. And it's one area of construction. It's not in the neighborhood to mess with people. I just wanted to give that out as a suggestion. And the other one is, let's really get down to business, y'all. Start looking what our kids are getting in the education manner. It's not our good parents teaching no more. It's all of us working as a unit for the betterment of society as a unit. I just want to put that out there, Tina. I love your show. Mm -hmm. I just want us to do better as a community. And I deal with our young kids 
in our adult. I know you do. You're hands-on. And, and on the front line, Sherry, you are. And you do a yeah, fantastic job. Yeah, I just want to give a suggestion, Tina. Just maybe, Those are maybe good we suggestions. can think yeah. different. Well, then maybe can you put them in writing and submit them to, you know, the mayor or whoever. I mean, just, yeah, right. Just put it put it down. And, and you know, the, the more we can, you know, keep these ideas coming to our public officials, the better it'll be. So, yeah. 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 I just was thinking of something that I know we hear. We're- Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Known for speed, we're known. For okay, that. well then, yeah, then, yeah, just no. jot, jot it down, Thank and you, we Tina. can we can submit. I am. I, 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 listen, this is why the community works. You know more than I do. I'm showing you what I know, and you just helped me say, put it on paper. Thank you, Thank Tina, you. because that's how the village works. All righty. Thank you, Sherry. I appreciate enjoy it. Enjoy your are, day. You enjoy your day, too. Sherry, big part of our village. Just love Sherry and the work she does, her ideas. Uh, Kevin, you're up right after the break. We'll be right back. WTOCAM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby, uh, heading into our second hour. I've been having a pretty, uh, you know, pretty good debate. Not debate, but pretty good discussion on uh, these these street takeovers that have become increasingly dangerous. Uh, not to mention uh, a sense of frustration, annoyance, and even fear uh, in certain neighborhoods where they're taking place. Um uh, anyway, 317-239-1310, 317-239-1310, fielding uh, your points of view, which are all interesting, and I'm I'm listening. I, I, tell me more. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. How are you? Hey, how you doing, Tina? I'm doing well, thank you. You doing okay? Man, this, is, this, is, this is a tough one. Uh, this is something I've actually been working on for about the last two weeks, trying to figure out what to do about that uh, situation over there. Uh, mm. When you had the mayor on, this is one of the questions I was asking the mayor, not only about pin the bank and the grocery store over there. My other question to the mayor was, what was the plan on how to control that area? And then if he was having meetings, if I could send in on those meetings. Uh, another thing. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, uh, we're going to, Dion said the window is going to open for more questions, but I want to get it down anyway, because I'll just save it. Uh, so your question again, you, you have a, is it a two-part question or two questions? Well, I, the, the, when you had him in, I called and actually asked him the question. Yeah. Uh, he, he never actually answered the question. He did talk about the food desert and mm-hmm. and about the bank. But I, I, my other question was about what was the plan for over there as far as uh, getting the area, as far as the, the street takeover. And my other thing was if he was having meetings about it, is there be a possible way I can sit in on a meeting? Uh, 
And so if there are it. meetings about it, uh, can... I would sit in on the meetings and try to figure out what could be a solution to, uh, for this uh, as far as the street takeover. Uh, and it's not just our youth. I, uh, two weekends ago, I was called out three times, uh, 34th in Lafayette Road mm-hmm. and 24th in uh, Tibbs, mm-hmm. uh, Eagledale, and down mm-hmm. there in Chiraga. They took over down there. It was 300 cars or better at one location, another two or 300 cars at another location. Uh, IMPD was on the scene, but it's pretty much, they said, pretty much the hands are full. They can't chase them. Uh, and I don't know if you remember, once I say you probably remember, I want to say maybe four, four years ago, those four babies who got killed right there at 34th and I mean 38th and Kessler in front of those apartments. Uh, it was about two in the morning. They was actually walking from a street takeover about one in the morning. Uh, a father, mm-hmm. daughter, drunk, and two different cars racing, killed the kids and took off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, actually uh, caught up with the uh, father, daughter, and arrested them. I never found out what happened with that case. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's not it's not just our kids. On 34th and uh, Lafayette Road, it was people 50, 60 years old out there. They they actually shipped in on trailers, dirt bikes, and four-wheelers doing donuts. Uh, mm-hmm. It was Hispanic culture. Not only the black culture, there was Hispanic culture over there, too. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just us, and it wasn't just our kids. There was a lot of adults involved over there. They but- actually had They actually had security over there that couldn't. Uh, handle that situation over there. Yeah, and and you know what, Kevin, uh, that there was a situation. I think they finally got it under control. I don't know, but there were uh, groups of uh, motorcyclists and car enthusiasts that were, you know, staging and massing. And this is how loud it was. They were probably maybe a mile, a mile or two from, because they said that they were also over on uh, Lafayette Road. But it was over. I guess it was over around. maybe Michigan Road around where that old Target used to be. Actually, it was more than three miles, actually, Uh, where that old Target shopping center used to be. They all would gather there uh, and rev their engines and go, you know, then block off certain areas where they would go fast. And you're right, one police car or whatever can't do anything about it. I think uh, several neighborhood... um, uh, what do you call it? Neighborhood associations uh, got together in that area to to figure out how to stop it, and it finally did stop. But it would be two or three o'clock in the morning, and you wouldn't be able to sleep because of rah and then the screeching and the no. And uh, you're right; it wasn't just young people. Um, it was it was cars, motorcycles, adults, people from out of town. It wasn't you know all African Americans. wasn't all Hispanic. It was a it was a lot of different things. So a lot of these versions, a lot of different versions of this are taking place all over the city. Yeah, and, I, I, like I said, I've, I've talked to several people, even the young man. Who mm-hmm. I actually met up with him last week and, and kind of discussed it with him. And I'll be honest, he, he's like, man, I'm, I'm, he's so frustrated and disgusted uh, with the situation of Martin Luther King. He said he will go out there on Sunday, but he was saying that around 8 o'clock before it gets dark, he makes sure he gets out of there. And I, I said, and I asked him, I said, you know, what are the things that you think we can do? He said, I'm going to be honest, man, I don't know. And that's, that's the point where I'm at. The only other thing I can think of is the, uh, I heard that you say that somebody had actually got arrested, a uh, 24-year-old young man got arrested. I, I don't know if, it, if the prosecutor or somebody sit down with him, and that may be part of his plea bargain. You know, hey, what is it that you guys are trying to get accomplished? Because what you guys are doing is not right. You can't take over a neighborhood. What you're doing is actually illegal. You know, sit down and kind of pick his brain. Is there something that the city 
can cut them. Or is it a situation where, hey, this is not going to be tolerated, you know, you're going to have to go over to uh, uh, Claremont and race up and down that track and do some kind of racing, a uh, burnout. But as far as a public street, either we can't have it or if we're going to have it, somebody has to put a permit. That way somebody either ensure and somebody's actually accountable for the things that go on out there. And a couple of times I've called in, uh, I know when I was in, in Afghanistan, you each district, it was like zip codes to us. And each zip code, there were one or two people who was in charge of that zip code. Anything that went on in that zip code, they can get stuff done. They can get stuff taken care of. I don't know if we need to figure out who can be a leader in each zip code and situations like this. They can go out and say, hey, you know, either we can't have this or this is what I've been told from the mayor. This is what I've been told from the police. If you guys do this, this, and this, it's okay. But once you guys start doing this and blocking traffic, emergency visitors can't get through, mm-hmm. neighbors can't sleep, you know, it's a, I believe it's a 10 o'clock uh, lower, mm-hmm. uh, uh, north ordinance in the city. You know, if these rules can be taken care of, then maybe you can have some fun. If not, we're going to have to shut it all down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh... It, it yeah it, and you're right maybe like you say just just uh lean into the energy so to speak and say hey why don't you all start having these and have them in this 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 way you know like this way this way and this way you know a real uh you know, not a real but a real old fashioned street party a real old fashioned street takeover you know something I, like that I, yeah i think the biggest issue is uh far as blocking streets and the burnouts i mean that's dangerous uh the sort of videos i've seen and I'm be honest, I'm gonna be 100% frank with you. Uh, and, and video I seen is uh, they had a police officer's car, and the girls were dancing on the car. Twer- it just, to me, honest, that, that makes it look barbaric. It looks like makes it look subhuman when we do stuff like that. I'm, I'm with having fun. I would love to go out and hang out and be in that kind of culture, but I, I'm just not with, it, with all the BS. I, I, I can't continue you standing on a police car shaking your behind like that. I just can't do it. Oh no, the, the one of them, um, yeah. Yeah, um, one of them had I the video I saw. One of them had her legs stretched all the way out. It it was just it was it was it was sad. It was sad to see that, uh, to see yeah, that in the you know, name of hurts, fun. It really, yeah, it really hurts my heart because I'm without people having fun. I mean, it does seem like there's not a lot of things we can do and go and have some kind of fun. But it, like like somebody said, it has to be good fun. We definitely can't be doing anything dangerous. We definitely can't be doing anything illegal. And on the other hand, I I grew up in a neighborhood over there. And sometimes I feel like they let it get because this this has been a progression. This has been going on mm-hmm. for several years now, and it's progressively got worse. I don't know if it's something they could have stopped in the beginning, and, and probably we could have got a handle on it. Right now, I think it's going to be hard to get a handle on it. Right now, I, I think so too. I think so too. I think you're absolutely correct uh, that um, it's going to be difficult to get a handle on it. It, it really is uh, because it's it's not just in one spot. Yeah, and and. I don't know. Maybe that'll become a, a point of contention, uh, you know, in the uh, mayoral uh, debate leading up to the, the elections. I don't know. But it, it yeah, sure no. – people should not feel like this in their neighborhood. And I'm sure Mr. Jones over there, he's been there. He's a staple in that, that neighborhood. I, I heard him he's doing an interview. If he can't get anything done, I don't know who can over there. Yeah. Oh, Ronnie Jones. Yeah, the yeah. barbecue heaven. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was him. Yeah, I thought that was him. Yeah, he's 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 a good guy. Uh, all right, thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. If you still want to weigh in, uh, we're talking uh, these street takeovers that are kind of taking over uh, the city. Uh, a lot of residents are upset. A lot of residents are concerned. Um, a lot of very dangerous, even uh, life uh, all life threatening behavior is is taking place at some of these with the fast cars and uh, the violence. It's just so much that goes into this, and and uh, 
What are your thoughts? Here we go. Uh, William, go ahead. How are you? Oh, how are you doing, Miss Hill? I'm doing good, sir. Doing All right. Good. This uh, street takeover, mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, it's, it's concerns the, the residents of the area and the police. Uh, I often call it a, a swamp. Once the police receive uh, the complaint of a street takeover, they should swarm into one area. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, just like a robbery, you know. Uh, they should come in force to that particular area, block off all of the escape areas. This is the main two furrows. That's the way they do it, you know. When the police saw it, they hit the main two furrows and they disappear, you know. Uh, block it off, and then uh, everybody within the corner uh, uh, get caught up in the in the fans. And that's uh, but the, pol- the police and the people have to get involved. The people have to report it to the police just as soon as it gets started. And the uh, police have to respond to the area just as soon as they get the complaint. And it, it's a, well, it may not stop it, but it'll slow it down, it, yeah, essentially, you know. Yeah. And uh, I do believe that they, they used to do that in New York, too. I'm not talking about the block parties, what, is, what the children organize with the police and get the street blocked off and and they have the block parties in the, within the area. Well, yeah, you get a you get a, a city permit, you know, you you alert the the city and the police department all, you know, everybody involved that this is what's going to be taking place. Uh these are the hours, uh this is how many people we're expecting. This is what's going to, you know, happen. We'll have, you know, meeting a band or um uh, entertainment or, buy, you know, you just let them know everything that's going to take place and, uh, you know, that we're going to be peacefully uh, gathering and, and having a good time. And that, yeah, that that can be done. But this does, this looks like it's haphazardly put together and wildly put together uh, from the video. I mean, when you bring horses, uh, you, you should, it's like horses, really, riding through the streets that you blocked off. I guess you block off the streets for the horses because there's nowhere for the horses to uh, to ride on the you know, to, to to run on the streets of Indianapolis. I guess I don't know. Uh, just as soon, just as soon as it, and I, all the noise, like you were saying before. Mm-hmm. It produces a lot of noise, mm-hmm. and the people that are residents of the area uh, are present, or uh, whether they're in their home, contact the police and to let the police know what is occurring at that time. And the police have to respond at the time. They can't wait till it's over. They got to respond at the time that it's going on. And everybody within the corner. Uh, let them get the citations or whatever, whatever the arrest, whatever they're going to do with them, and uh, and that, I, I don't, I don't think they would stop it. The only thing they do is like roaches when you turn the light on, they just disappear to another area. <laughs> Scatter, huh? Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a concern, and uh, you know, like I said, it's 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 more than. Um, 
I, I forget who it was that said that it's it's kind of it's it's kind of out of control in the sense that um, you know any neighborhood wherever there's a large staging area, you you know there's the possibility that these uh, gatherings can take place with with loud cars, fast cars, loud motorcycles, fast motorcycles, and they just the you know they just want to run them. I you know the the suggestion that perhaps the Indianapolis Motor Speedway should be uh, open, but even if it's not IMS, there are a number of race tracks. Um, around uh, the area, there's uh, what what you call it the the drag the speedway out in, in Claremont, um, in a, where the the drags are held. Uh, there, you know, there's uh, you know there, there's just a lot of different ones. You know, like maybe even rural ones where people could go and run their their cars, their fast cars, and their their motorcycles and things of that nature. Maybe just a a, a community day where folks can go out and just run them. I don't know. Uh, they sign some kind of release because there's huge liability if you if you go for that kind of stuff. This is a uh, this is a spontaneous thing. More and more more cases. It's kind of a pop up type of a thing. What? Kind yeah. of a pop up. At those uh, at the speedways mm-hmm. uh, with the racetrack, they have to pay a fee. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, they are trying to avoid more than likely. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not privilege to that type of information, but I just know how it was done in New York. It was a spontaneous thing. Mm-hmm. They show up and then the money is collected. So are they still being, are they still taking place in New York, William? And how, if they, if they're not, how did they get a handle on them? Well, the police came and they, with the fire department, uh, and water down the area. The fire department would water down the area. The police mm. would find the ones that that they caught in that within the within the quarter of of the of the races, and uh, that's that's how that that stopped. If there's no profitability in it for the guys that are participating, uh, you know, they got to fix those cars, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after they race those cars, anything that is broke, they got to fix it. Mm, okay. So, I, so the money that they were winning and, and is diminished by the fact that they're getting a huge fine if they're caught in the area. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also the police, I mean the fire department, when the fire department watered the area down, the cars can't get the traction that they need. Ah. Yeah. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Good. That's good. Good point. Yeah. So when they water it down. All right, William. Well, thank you very much. That's, you know, that's interesting. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, that's that's one way. The fire department just comes down and, and waters, uh, you know, waters the area down. And, and it's true. You, cars can't get traction um, with a watered-down uh, surface. Uh, so hey, maybe we can take a page uh, from New York. But... You know, clearly a lot of work to be done, um, and I, I hope a lot of folks are working. And I just don't want anybody to get hurt. We, boy, we certainly, certainly can't say that enough. We don't want anybody to get hurt. Um, moving on, a couple of things. Uh, we were hoping to speak with someone from the Martindale Brightwood uh, Neighborhood Association, not, not Neighborhood Association, Community Development Corporation, uh, but hopefully... Um, you know, we can do that at another point in time because they uh, clearly have gotten detained. But one of the things that um, wanted to, to to hit on as well, 
Um, as you may have heard, I'm sure you've been hearing for the last, oh, I don't know, maybe since May, <laughs> uh, that uh, with September coming, uh, the United States is facing yet another uh, possible government shutdown. That could be later this weekend, I think Saturday night into Sunday. And uh, th this little news outlet, this little online news outlet, uh, Indy, Axios Indianapolis, I'm, I'm kind of starting to like it a little. Uh, it, you know, it's concise. It's kind of like a USA Today uh, of, the, uh, of the web. But Anyway, they, they broke it down, um, and it's they said what you need to know. Um, and uh, I'm going to read this to you from Axios. And it says, there are now uh, less than seven days remaining during which the U.S. House, specifically House Republicans, must reach an agreement to keep the federal government running. The deadline is Saturday night, September 30th. Uh, and with just a few days available to craft a bill to pass out of the House, House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, a Republican out of California, chose to send his Republican members home for the weekend. They are scheduled to return to the Capitol Tuesday, where McCarthy said he hopes to pass a series of long-term spending bills. Um, but the likelihood of the bills staying alive, if passed by the House, are slim because the next stop, or as, it, as the next stop, is the Democratic-controlled Senate. Now, um, it basically, in the pile of bills that are for appropriation measures, a military defense bill was recently defeated among conservative House, and it goes on and on. Uh, McCarthy is already the effort of kicking down the can down the road, uh, uh, you know, what's called a CR, continuing resolution, uh, which is a temporary fix to keep the government running uh, for more than a month until October 31st. But... Um, it doesn't look like even that may happen. It says last week, McCarthy antagonist Congressman Matt Get Gates, uh, Republican out of Florida, uh, informed the speaker that he has seven members who would oppose any plan to pass a stop get measure, stop get measure rather, to keep the federal government from shutting down October 1st. I want you to hear this again. He told the speaker, this this representative, Gates, you know, told the speaker that he has seven members who would oppose any plan to pass a measure to keep the federal government from shutting down October 1st to any kind of a temporary plan. No matter what the spending or policy concessions McCarthy was willing to make to win over the movement. Um, and Mr. Gates says they're immovable. Uh, he said, with confidence, in fact, the list appeared to be growing, the New York Times has reported. So what we have here is a group of folks who have been elected to serve you, uh, the people of the United States of America, uh, carrying out yet another one of their crazy personal agendas. They are not willing to work. They're not willing to compromise. They're not willing to even discuss it. Anything that is not exactly what they want, they're going to oppose it. Anything. They don't care. Any measure they want to oppose. So uh, this largely is, is the fault, and it says here in, in Axios, uh, these are the crises that McCarthy's making. He has got to this place as a result of his desperate fight to keep the speakership. Uh, it's not leadership. Uh, there's one thing about which Kevin McCarthy is correct. This is a clown show. 
It's time to head to the polls and elect adults to lead this country to a better day with better, more mature leadership. This country needs those who care about the people who really keep the federal government running. And many are not those who are squabbling and derailing the work that needs to be done. They, they seem absolutely content uh, to drive a Mack truck through all of it. Just tear it up. Just tear it up. Now, you know, they're 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 blowing it up and tearing it up. Uh, at the uh, bequest of, at the re request, whatever, Donald Trump wants them to do it, so they're doing it. They're doing his bidding. And uh, he wants them to tear everything down so that it makes Joe Biden and his administration look horrible. And if that happens, then uh, he can win. So he's got his cronies, his buddies uh, in these uh, places of high honor, leadership and civic responsibility. He's got them doing his bidding, uh, basically everything that they can do to uh, to make uh, Biden's life uh, difficult, uh, because he thinks if he can do that, he will win the presidency back. Right. OK, so here are a couple of. Um, uh, federal agencies that would be affected by the government shutdown. This is this is how you know they don't care, right? This is how you know that it, they do not care as long as they satisfy Trump's request to blow up as much of the Biden administration as possible so that he can take advantage of it. This is how you know these Republicans don't care. This is why Axios wrote, this is not leadership. There's one thing about which Kevin McCarthy is correct. This is a clown show. It's time to head to the polls and elect adults to lead the country to a better day with better, more mature leadership. Again, this is an online news letter that says it's time. It's time to go to the polls and throw this clown show out. Get them off the road. Get them out. Um, so, again, according to Reuters, there's some federal agencies affected by the government shutdown. So who? The military. Uh, the two million U.S. military personnel would remain at their post, but roughly half of the Pentagon's 800,000 civilian employees would be furloughed. That means 400,000, at least 400,000 civilians working at the Pentagon are going to be out of a job. 400,000 people. That's the size of a small city. That's the size of a small city. 400,000 people are going to be out of a job because Getz and the rest of them don't care. Donald Trump wants to make a mess of the Biden administration, so they don't care. Okay? That's, that's one impact it could have if the federal government shuts down. Social Security, Medicare, and other benefits. Uh, the Social Security Administration would continue to issue retirement and disability benefits and payments would continue under the Medicare and Medicaid health programs. So that's good news. But military veterans benefits would also continue, according to a 2021 contingency plan. Food assistance administered through the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, could be affected as grocery stores would not be able to renew their licenses. So, yeah, Social Security, Medicare, and other benefits. Social Security Administration would continue to issue retirement and disability benefits and payments. Um, military veterans' benefits would also continue. But food, a staple of life, you know, to live every day, food assistance, SNAP benefits would be affected because grocery stores would not be able to renew their licenses, but they don't care. They don't care. People will not be able to get food because they want Donald Trump to look good and they want to make a mess of Joe Biden so people can't have food. 
the other. Tax collection, the IRS. Uh, IRS would be able to operate normally. Uh, disaster response, FEMA uh, would be able to operate, although... Although FEMA would risk running out of money for disaster relief and long-term recovery projects. So if the government shuts down and a hurricane hits you or, or, or some of your family or friends or whatever in other parts of the country, guess what? There's no way to get help to them because there's no money. There's no money. Uh, education, Pell Grant, student loans would continue to be paid but could be disrupted as most education department employees would be furloughed according to the agency's 20. So, you know, it would continue, but who's going to be there to, to, to take care of it? Child care, according to the White House, 10,000 children from low-income families would lose access to Head Start preschool programs. That is pathetic because they believe in families. They believe in children. They believe that all children should be taken care of. They believe in that, but they'll shut down the government and these kids won't have anywhere to go for school or the meals that they have. They're going to shut that down Saturday. So the kids, um, the uh, the folks that need food, including seniors and others who, you know, with disabilities, they don't care. They don't care. Law enforcement, small business support, all of these different areas, um, the federal courts, transportation, health centers for the, there's so many areas that would be impacted if this government shutdown is carried out as they seem so determined to do. Uh, Pierre, go ahead. How are you? Oh, good afternoon, Tina. I just wanted to say that, um, uh, the president and, um, the vice president, uh, they, I, I don't see it. Maybe you do. Maybe I'm not watching the right newscast. But they're just going to have to get tough. And, I mean, they're just going to have to start talking harder about these Republicans and the craziness. They're not hitting them. You know, there's a, you, you know, the school lunch program. Mm -hmm. You know, they could be killing the Republicans on that. I don't know anybody that would be against having kids eat lunch. Even I don't know anybody that would either. They're, they're so, the, hypocriti the hypocrisy of them talking about family values and we, we love kids and we love children. The hypocrisy is deafening. Because they, yeah, they love kids unless it, it interferes with their ability to do Donald Trump's bidding. But, but I'm telling you, what's keeping the Republicans in this thing is this immigration crisis and it is a crisis that the president refuses to take decisive action on. And it's going to destroy, it's going to, it's going to... Well, Pierre, what kind of decisive action can he take with gridlock? You know, he's blocked at every, you know, I I would, I'd say, you know, if, if I'm like you, I would sound a bullhorn about as loud as I could possibly sound it about what they're doing, but he can only go so far. I mean, he's issued executive orders. He's done as much as he can do. No, he hasn't. He's the commander in chief. I know it's ugly. I know it would look ugly, but you have got to physically stop those people from crossing into the border, crossing yeah. over the border. And here's the thing. One of the reasons they're doing it, and I don't blame them, is because we have this ridiculous sanctions and we don't have diplomatic relations with Venezuela. So we can't even send them back. 
And I'm telling you, this ain't Peter's not the only one, Tina. And I'm like, I'll get off the radio. But here's here's my here's what I would like. Here's, I want to know where my congressman is on this. I haven't heard him say anything about it. I mean, does he think they should all be let in, or does he think the president needs? Well, I think he's he has spoken on comprehensive immigration reform. Now, where he where he falls on that, I I don't know, uh, Pierre. Well, but um, but you know, we can certainly find out um, a little bit more. But I I think uh, you know I I understand what you're saying. He's commander in chief, and while it may not look you know the the ugly pictures of doing what uh, possibly could be done, you know, just stopping folks from um, you know, from coming in. I, I don't know. I just, I think Joe Biden has uh, the, the humanitarian solution in, in mind and still. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at Kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Um, but yet and still, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, Pierre. Very, very tough one. Uh, let, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back with more Community Connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here. Um Got, got another uh, thing to talk uh, to talk with you all about as well, uh, but um, yeah, I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Mr. Russell, go ahead. How are you? Hey, Tina. Interesting conversation today. Mm, thank you. Uh, to say the least, uh, you know, uh, there is a lot of craziness going on, and you know, people talk about what's happening in the streets, but at the same time, what's happening in the suites, they don't pay enough attention in my estimation about what's happening in the suites because when you look at things like uh, what Congress is doing, talking about shutting down the government, look at look at what the leaders of the country are doing. If if, if uh, they're acting crazy, then it kind of filters down. What do you mean when you say what do you? Well, are you talking about the, re- the Republicans in Congress that are? Just basically yeah. going to say no, no matter what they, they, you know, no, 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 until it, until they get their way. Yeah, but it's not just the Republicans. It's, it's, uh, you know, when they talk about an immigration immigration crisis on the border, whose responsibility is is immigration? It's the Congress, okay? So I guess you could say, well, there are certain Republicans in the Congress that are are trying to throw bricks and whatnot at the program, but at the same time, uh, Congress has a responsibility for the immigration crisis. Now, why don't the the uh, the, uh, the administration, why doesn't the administration come out harder on this point and try to work toward that? I don't know, but mm. what I'm saying is, 
you have a breakdown from the top, and if you have a breakdown from the top, you can have a breakdown all throughout the system, and that seems to be a lot of what's happening. But one of the things I wanted to call about was the fact that the Circle City Classic Parade, I thought, was a breath of fresh air in terms of the fact that it was pulled off so, uh, uh, I'd say, magnificently because uh, you had all the various, uh, you had the community, you had the police, you had uh, uh, all various agencies that are, were cooperating and pulled off something that I think uh the city could be proud of. I mean, I thought it was definitely a breath of fresh air. And yeah. All the craziness that, that you know, could have been going on mm-hmm. that didn't go on. So I just wanted to give kudos to, to uh, the Classic City uh, Committee and uh, the Circle City Classic Committee. And uh, maybe we should put uh, Alice Watson in charge of some of the things Alice might push back on that just a little bit. Maybe, I don't know. She, maybe she could get some things done correctly <laughs> at all levels. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I, I definitely want to give kudos about the Circle City Classic. Yeah. Um, well, and and the I think a lot of the thing a lot of people don't. Alice is not a newcomer to to Indiana Black Explorer Circle City Classic. She's been working diligently. Um, you know, behind the scenes and most recently is, I do believe, VP, uh, you know, basically number two in charge uh, for a number of years. So she's quite, uh, quite skilled, uh, highly intelligent and uh, more than capable of, of handling. Uh, that's why she's in the spot that she's in. But she knows what's up. She knows what's going on and, and she can handle it. So uh, I don't think she wants any more, but I think she can handle what's, yeah, uh, what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, there's no substitute for uh for uh, capability and ability, right, right, and uh, but the people in these positions, they they have got to do their jobs. You know, they have got to come out and do their jobs. Yeah. And if they don't, you're going to have a breakdown in society, is because that seems to be what mm-hmm. was coming all over the world. You know, but at the same time, people could say, okay, you look at the United States and it's it's democracy or republic or whatever. And then you look at uh, some of the uh, other countries, uh, some you know, such as China and and uh, Turkey and Syria. You know the uh, really bad guys and what they're doing. So which which type of government do you want? You know, do mm-hmm. you want a government where everybody has their opinion? Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it concerns me that American public, if you will, does, you know, has a very short memory and hasn't learned the lessons, the history lessons uh, from uh, autocratic takeovers of, of countries. Absolutely. Just haven't seemed to learn. Uh, and the signs are just so telling that this is what, uh, you know, we're marching to, you know, my way or the highway. Nope, nope, nope. And okay, yeah, I don't like it. I'm going to blow it up. You know, it's just, it, that's exactly what this is. And and to get people to realize it or wake up is, is kind of difficult, but I, you know, and I'm not sure what it'll take. Well, sure. what it's going to take is going to take people to do their jobs because the system uh, has a great plan, and if you don't exercise that plan, then you have a, what, we, what we've got. You've got a collapse of the plan. You know, like sometimes, uh, you know, I've mentioned the fact that when you want a good meal, you know, you have to use a good recipe, and then you have to follow the directions in that recipe. You know, otherwise it's going to be a disaster. And it's, 
it's it's very simple. But uh, you you've got to do the job as it's outlined and 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 do it uh, uh, with mm. some degree mm. of uh, capability. So there you go. But again, I did want to definitely give kudos to the uh, Circle City Classic Parade, which which I saw. But you know, there were so many things happening on Saturday. You know, you had the Farm Aid, which mm. was also a success in in Noblesville. You mm. know, and you had people like. Uh, um, with John Mellencamp, Willie Nelson, uh, uh, Bob Dylan even showed up. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of things happening all over the city, but at the same time, uh, the parade definitely, I thought, was... was, was, uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, we we don't have the game attendance figures just yet, but I and I haven't heard anyone say how well the game was attended. But from what I understand, it it sounds like it was is fairly fairly well attended. So we'll we'll see. But 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 be that as it may, people came out, enjoyed themselves, and that was the main thing. And you know, we we have a a, a big city. Mm-hmm. It can handle a lot of different events, and you had a lot of football games Saturday uh, that were. In competition, you could say in terms of uh, uh, top games that mm-hmm. you know people were attending and that kind of thing. So, but all in all, I think the uh, Circle City Classic did a great job, and I think that that's the thing we we need to really uh, uh, keep in mind. Yeah, indeed. Very good point, Mr. Russell. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Have a good day, uh, Ron. Go ahead. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Uh, I want to discuss just so shortly on the uh, immigration thing, because that's a place that some of us have a short memory. Now, when President Obama, his first term, Mm -hmm. the republic, we came to a consensus vote short of passing a comprehensive immigration bill. But the Republicans, led by Marco Rubio, walked out. Okay, because they didn't want to pass that. The last comprehensive immigration bill that was passed was Ronald Reagan. And what did that do for Ronald Reagan? His second term, he swept the states and he captured the Hispanic vote. Mm. Okay, so the Republicans don't want to do anything about immigration. When when Trump came into office before the COVID, when he came into office, he had. Uh, he had enough votes in the Senate and in the House to pass a uh, comprehensive immigration bill. But since he ran so far to the right of, uh, you know, we only want Europeans in the United States, they never came up with that subject. Now they hit Joe Biden with it. It's kind of strange to me that prior to uh, Biden coming into office, well, as a matter of fact, up until about two months ago, border crossings were down drastically, okay? Then all of a sudden, when the Republicans start talking about immigration again, we get this influx of people from Venezuela, okay? Because we haven't had uh, uh, contact with Venezuela since the Trump administration. Of course, you know, he flirted with them, of course. One of the reasons why we can't get, if we could get the same immigration restrictions on Cubans, and when I say Cubans, I mean white Cubans, because there are very few, the only black Cubans or most of them that you see over here have fled that country because they were boxers or athletes, okay? The Filio Stevens, one of the best amateur boxers that's ever been in life, died penniless in Cuba. So if you put a restriction on Cubans, right, and and, and take the restriction off Haitians, 
they're, they would be ready to come to the table. But this thing about Joe Biden being he's a commander in chief, he could do this. No, Trump did what he did. And to, but he also had a political Supreme Court to back him. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah. And that, that was that was one of the points right. I was making. He has he has gridlock because he can only turn right. so far before he's right. blocked. And and so when we when we start, you know, when we start to say, uh, uh, say, well, you know, uh, Biden could do this, and Biden could do that. They showed you when President Obama was in office, OK, that the president is just there to sign stuff. OK, mm-hmm. because everything <laughs> that that President Obama did, OK, was a result of the experience of people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, okay, who could, and, and, and of course, John McCain helped out uh, awful, awful well, too. So these are the things on, on immigration. All these, the Venezuelans that are coming in, okay, all of a sudden they started coming in, okay, when the border crossings deceit, you know, uh, went down. Okay, it's all a plan. We want to get all this stuff done. We need to take over these state houses like the Republicans did years ago, take over the state houses, change the gerrymandering. And I looked into gerrymandering. Do you know that that the Roberts Supreme Court on gerrymandering said that there's nothing they can do because it's a state's issue, but they will take up racial gerrymandering. And now there's another racial gerrymandering uh, uh Lawsuit is coming to the Supreme Court from Alabama or Mississippi, one of those, whichever one of those that, that ignored the Supreme Court the last time. And they're already saying that one of the people, uh, businessmen that helped this suit go to the Supreme Court has Kavanaugh in his pocket. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's crazy. Thank you, Tina. All right. Thank you, Ron. And, you know, to answer um, uh, Pierre's question, I was looking this up. Uh, talking about Indy, he wanted to know if Indianapolis was a sanctuary city, and it looks like Indiana has a sanctuary city ban that was approved by the 2011 General Assembly, which prohibits local governments and their employees, including police, from refusing to communicate or cooperate with federal immigration authorities to protect non-citizens who entered or remained in the United States without legal permission. So uh, no cities in the state of Indiana, uh, according to the uh, 2011 General Assembly, uh, is uh, is allowed to... Uh, wait a minute. From, 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 wait, wait a minute. Indiana Sanctuary City Ban. Yeah, okay, yeah. Indiana has a sanctuary city ban, so no cities in the state of Indiana are allowed to provide sanctuary uh, to uh, illegal uh, immigrants. Uh, The final thing I wanted to get to uh, that I wanted to share with you, I found this really interesting. Um, And this also comes from Axios. I told you Axios Indianapolis are going crazy with Axios. But uh, it reads, in 2019, Cheryl Lynn... Pytletsky, Pytletsky, a 64-year-old white woman in Chancellor, Alabama, hung racially offensive homemade dolls on her neighbor's fence to intimidate and force them to move out of the neighborhood. Um, On September 6th, she was sentenced to one year in jail for violating her black neighbor's, neighbor's civil rights. Again, a white woman who in 2019 was putting up in Chancellor, Alabama, racially offensive homemade dolls on her neighbor's fence to intimidate them and force them to move out of her neighborhood. Uh, 
This month, earlier this month, she was sentenced to one year in jail for violating black neighbors' civil rights. This is the maximum allowed under the federal statute, and there is no parole in the federal system. So she not only got sentenced to prison, to jail, she got the maximum. She didn't get a slap on the wrist. Now, according to prosecutors, Patletsky, Patletsky, whatever her name is, admitted to targeting her neighbors due to their race and pleaded guilty to a criminal violation of the Fair Housing Act. Uh, in a press release, the Department of Justice said a person violates the Fair Housing Act when he or she uses force or threatens the use of force to willfully injure, intimidate, or interfere with any person because of his or her race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familiar standard, national origin. Um, and so, anyway... I was trying to figure, it says here that she tied the dolls in a way that made it difficult for them to be removed. Uh, the dolls were displayed for several weeks, I guess, before they could be completely taken down. Um, after police ordered the dolls to be removed, the woman put up a display with a crybaby on it. So this woman doubled down. She was told, she was asked to take them down, she was asked to stop doing it. She doubled down and put up a sign with a crybaby on it. Um, according to the photos, one of the racist dolls was black with red eyes and had the words Cat KK painted on the body in white. Um, and so this is the takeaway from Axios. Civil rights were granted in 1964. It is 1923, and we are still, still combating this type of stupidity. Uh, equally appalling is the dry media coverage of this particular story. Um, the, the author of this said, I had to dig to find out the city where it occurred. Heard, but when there's an innocent black person arrested or killed by police, everything about them is plastered in the media for months and years to come, and that's true. Why are they now hiding this egregious woman and her vile acts of hate even after she admitted to her crime? Um, and it says, I'll tell you the reason, white privilege, put her on blast too, everywhere. And that's the source, the AtlantaBlackStar.com, uh, for that. So this was in uh, Axios from the AtlantaBlackStar.com. Atlanta Black Star says, put this woman on blast. And uh, guess what? We just did. Uh, and so thank you. Um, and, um, you know, I, if she got the maximum for that, that uh, terrorizing uh, the, this black family, then that's justice but atlantablackstar.com we put it on blast as per your request uh that is all the time we have for right now thank you but we want to remind everyone still coming up we're going to be talking about this uh october 8th radio one indianapolis recorder african-american coalition of indianapolis hosting a radio broadcast and live stream mayoral debate jefferson shreve and mayor hogsett uh, we took questions uh, from the listeners uh, earlier, and according to our GM and regional VP, Dion Levingston, we're going to be having another window of opportunity for you to ask those questions or submit even more questions. Again, we're going to keep you posted on that. So stay tuned for the timing on that, reminders, updates, and all those things. We're going to keep you updated. That's all the time we have for right now for Community Connection. We are always praise AM 1310 and 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration. Don't forget about our website praiseindy.com. Willie Moore Jr. on the radio. He is up next. Thank you as always for listening. We'll talk again tomorrow. As always, be safe and be well. I'm Tina Cosby and this is Community Connection.